pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, just yesterday, the Supreme Court decided that they would hear a case challenging Roe versus Wade. Actually, this happened just recently that they decided that they would hear this. The Supreme Court has decided to really review a lot of laws on abortion. So it's opened up the question about what that means for abortion laws heading forward. We go to the phone line, bring in our guest here, and that is Marty Belsky, former dean of the University of Akron Law School, current professor at the University of Akron. Marty, how are you today, sir? I'm fine. I'm, you know, great. Just marking papers and exams, which is, you know, tiresome, but has to be done. There you go. There you go. That's the best way to do things. So, um, abortion. This has long been an argument that's made its way to the Supreme Court and back with Roe versus Wade, and there's been many different hearings at state levels, and the Supreme Court has heard some of those state cases. Um, I, I guess I'll start with the obvious here, Marty, which is people asking about Roe versus Wade. Is there something you think that could challenge it, that could undo that law that has been in existence for how long now? 50 years. Um, the answer is yes. First of all, I know history. Roe versus Wade, uh, was an opinion written by Justice Blackman, which said that there's three parts to the pregnancy situation. The first trimester, the first three months, where the government has no right whatsoever to interfere in a woman's decision. The second trimester, in which the government has a right to mandate health requirements, but can't bar um, the, uh, you know, someone from having an abortion. And the last trimester, which says the state can bar an abortion unless it involves the life or health of the mother. A number of years later, Justice O'Connor wrote a decision in Planned Parenthood v. Danforth, which basically said, I don't agree with those decisions. I think that uh, government has a right to regulate at any point unless it's an undue burden. Moreover, I don't believe we have the trimester situation. We should say that the government has no right to interfere until there is viability, until the fetus can exist or the unborn child can exist outside of the womb. So we move from a trimester to an almost complete restriction to a viability standard and an undue burden. This case is a direct challenge to the viability standard and the undue burden. This case comes out of a decision that was made by the legislature um, and basically a decision that basically would provide that we don't believe the viability is the test because here the issue was going to be, you know, after 15 weeks, where very few, where there are no uh, unborn children or fetuses that are viable, they have the right to absolutely, completely bar any kind of abortion uh, that's more than 15 weeks. Second of all, they said the only exceptions at any point, the only exceptions uh, to stopping a woman's right to choose in this situation or to protect the unborn child, the situation would provide that has to be the absolute physical health of the mother. The physical health of the mother, not the mental health, not the emotional health, 
but the physical health of the mother. And you're right. There's six other cases that are out there, and each of these cases are a direct challenge. But this is the case that the Supreme Court decided to decide. And in the brief that was written by the state, they basically said, we believe that this is a minimum allowable, but we also believe that um, you should overturn Roe versus Wade and give the states the full authority to regulate abortions completely. Whether they go that far, no one knows. And the reason that the case is important is that we have uh, Justice Barrett, who has joined the court. So now we have individuals, uh, it's either five to four, probably six to three, who have indicated that they don't agree with Roe versus Wade, they don't agree with Planned Parenthood versus Danforth, and they want to take another look. So, yes, this is a fundamental challenge. The lower courts declared the statute unconstitutional, the state statute unconstitutional, and the uh, Supreme Court took cert. Uh, they didn't have to take cert, um, but, you know, the Mississippi uh, legis- the Mississippi Attorney General took the case to the Supreme Court, and they agreed to hear it. It is going to be one of those classic cases. Will they overturn, overturn the right to abortion? Will they sort of have some in-between position? No one really knows. I mean, it's going to be one of those things to watch. People, you know, have been indicating that a case like this was going to happen, uh, and now it has happened. We'll have to see. Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, part of the issue as to why there's a feeling that it could happen now is because the court is some more conservative. I mean, it is a very conservative bench right now, isn't it? Yeah, we have you have um, three justices, maybe four, Three justices with Roberts being Roberts being the swing, right? Well, you, you have you have clearly of Thomas, you have Barrett, uh, you have, you know you have um, Alito. Um, you don't know much about Gorsuch, we're not sure, but um, but and you have Kavanaugh. If they all sort of uh, vote the way people think they're going to vote, it'll be knocked out. But what we don't know is whether or not the justices sitting on the bench at the time the case comes before them want to make such a general challenge uh, to the existing law, because it would be a fundamental change um, if they accepted the Mississippi argument. A real fundamental change, and, and I'm not sure that the justices want to go that far. In addition, what's interesting is the political consequences of this. How does that affect senatorial races in, in 2022? How does it affect presidential races in 2024? Um, the public right now, rightly or wrongly, I'm not defending it or not defending it, right now a majority of the voters believe that a woman's right to choose trumps the idea of the unborn child. They believe that. And whether or not this would change the attitude and how they vote, because it's being pushed by uh, Republicans, or being changed by Republicans, no one sort of knows. In addition, even the Supreme Court knocked out Roe versus Wade, it then becomes a state-by-state matter. It doesn't mean that there is a right for the unborn child completely. It just means that you have that fetus. I'm going back and forth in terms to try to share. I'm not trying to take a position necessarily here, although I do have one, um, that the states are free to decide. So what could happen is you'll have some states who will provide for protection of the woman and the right to an abortion, other states which will have protection of the fetus or unborn child and and no right. And then, you know, you might have people, women who have money can move to a state that allows an abortion. 
And women who don't move to another one. Another complicating factor, I hate to throw all these things here, is how do you enforce the day after pill or the two day after pill? You know, how do you enforce that if you knock out the right? I mean, are you going to sort of go into people's homes and make sure they can't buy a prescription for that? Are you going to sort of go in and stop women? I was a prosecutor way, way back. And many of the cases I prosecuted were butchers who, you know, would, women were desperate and they wanted to get an abortion. They went to a butcher, you know, who called himself a doctor, but he really wasn't or she was almost all you see. And, I, you know, that scares me. That truly scares me to see the number of women in those days who got hurt. They lost their right to have future children. Um, and are we going to go back to those days where we're going to still have abortions, but it's going to be done in the back rooms? There's all kinds of consequences in this decision that people always don't always look at. Um, and then next question is, okay, if we do that, do we go back to the 60s where we ban contraception entirely? Remember, there were 13 states as late as 1964 that banned contraception sales, period, prophylactics, pills, etc. 13 states. Griswold knocked that out. But that's, you know, is that the next step? I mean, this is really a very significant decision. Well, you know, how are they going to do it? Marty Belsky is my guest, former dean of the University of Akron Law School, current professor at the University of Akron. Marty, you mentioned that this is basically a fundamental case, been around for 50 years now, that has, has stood the test of time, at least to them, this point. When was the last time that the court looked at something that was this big of a law that would have this big an effect on something and overturned it? When was the last time that happened? Well, it happened a bunch of times, but the most famous one, of course, is Brown versus Board of Education. Okay. They knocked out, you know, a rule which was 75 years old as to segregated schools. Um, and there have been other cases where they, they recently knocked out a rule around for a long time about whether or not someone had, can be forced to join a union to pay union dues. That was a decision that was 40 or 50 years old, and they knocked that out as well. This court, you know, seems to be – people will talk about an activist court. This is one of the most activist courts we've had. This is much more activist than the old – liberal Warren court, because what they're doing is they're looking at decisions going back to, you know, the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, on economic issues, they have sort of been taking positions on economic issues that go back to the Roosevelt administration. So, yeah, there's, this is not, it's not the pack overall 50-year-old decision. This court seems to be willing to knock out decisions that are pretty old and bring back some of the decisions that existed at the end of the 19th century. So, I'm not I'm not surprised about the activism in this court, but when people talk about the liberal activists, they should also consider the conservative activists. It's Marty Belsky, my guest this morning. Marty, I appreciate the time. I'm I'm interested to see where this moves going forward, and I know we'll probably have another show on this maybe as early as next week because um, it seems to be a topic that a lot of people have opinions on because abortion is such a polarizing topic. Thanks for your time this morning, Marty. Okay, thank you. Take yep. Care. Have a good one. Okay. Mar-